The Writer Files, a member of the Podglomerate Network. I want to mention a great resource for writers, and this month's sponsor, Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories. I'll expound later in the show, but the short version is this long-awaited book about the craft of creative writing from New York Times bestselling author Steve Almond sets out to debunk the well-meaning but misguided myths that hold us back from writing our deepest and most honest work. Pick up a copy today of Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, wherever you buy books, more soon. Greetings, scribes. I have got some exciting news to share. The Writer Files now has an exclusive Patreon community where subscribers will get exclusive access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and content from productivity and publishing experts each month. In the meantime, just head over to patreon.com slash thewriterfiles. It's free to join Patreon to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash thewriterfiles. Help us start something special. Rainmaker FM. And welcome back to The Writer Files. I am still your host, Kelton Reed. And in part two of this special edition of the show, the audiobook publisher, award-winning podcast producer, and internationally acclaimed speaker, Tina Dietz, returned to wrap up our chat about her passion for helping authors grow their audiences, why you should produce an audiobook, and the bright future of audio content. Tina is an entrepreneur and content marketing expert who's been featured on ABC, Inc.com, Huffington Post, Forbes, and many others. And her company, Start Something Creative Business Solutions, helps authors and entrepreneurs expand their audiences with audio content. She's an award-winning podcaster and an expert in leveraging and repurposing content. And her company specializes deeply in audiobook production and publishing for one simple reason. It's the fastest growing in-demand segment of the book publishing industry, and the barrier to entry is dropping rapidly. Tina and her cohorts love to help authors expand their audiences, income, influence, and opportunities. In part two of this file, Tina and I discussed the surprising truth about who should and should not narrate their own audiobook, how to decide whether to invest the time and money in professional voice narration or go DIY, the art and science that goes into a best-selling audiobook, why you can't rush professionally produced audio, where to send your audiobook once it's finished, the future of audio content and smart coffee makers, and why you need to fall in love with your own voice and message. And if you missed the first half of this show, you can find it in the archives at writerfiles.fm, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you tune in, and in the show notes. Stay tuned. The Writer Files is brought to you by my friends at copyblogger.com. Words that work. Build your online authority with powerfully effective content marketing. Get superior content marketing education so you can build a remarkable online presence. Authors, bloggers, journalists, online publishers, and entrepreneurs, head over to copyblogger.com to learn more. That's copyblogger.com. And if you're a fan of The Writer Files, please click subscribe to automatically see new interviews as soon as they're published and leave us a rating or a review over on Apple Podcasts to help other writers find us. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting because I'm sure there's a lot of like DIY solutions out there. And, you know, some authors might think, well, I can, I can, I can just record it myself in a, you know, it's like a podcast, right? All I need is a microphone and, and a laptop and 
that that is really not the case with audiobooks and i think we, we've talked about this before um but let's let's examine again who should be really really um investigating and, and looking at these services uh that you offer and also authors that are thinking about narrating their own book uh, who should and should not be doing these things by and large i'm a huge advocate for most authors not narrating their own audiobook. And it, here's, a, here's the scenario. Here's the scenario that always comes up. Well, first of all, let me break it down by genre. Yeah. In the fiction world, it is never or almost never, I'm sure somebody can come up with an example where I'm wrong here, but 99.9% .9 of the time, you will not see a fiction author narrating their own audiobook. Yeah. They need a voice actor, somebody who can do multiple voices, who can really bring the book to life with their voice. Very, very important. So we can take fiction right off the table in terms of narrating your own audiobook. It, it's, <laughs> generally, it's just not done. It sounds really snotty. It's simply not done. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to go with that. I'm going to stick with that. Wait, are you a uh, voice actor? Okay. Uh, I, well, you know. And the nonfiction world, it gets a little bit stickier because yeah. when a a nonfiction author, an expert of some kind, goes out to their audience and says, should I narrate my own audiobook? Of course, everyone around them is going to go, of course you have to. It's your story. It's important that you do this yourself. That's the feedback they're going to get inevitably. However, we don't see that reflected in the actual sales numbers. Hmm. Even for people, it, so the rule of thumb is, how did you make your following? Did you do it with your actual voice? Right. Are you a TED speaker like, you know, Amy Cuddy or Brene Brown? Are you, do you, are you somebody who does a ton of speaking, you know, Brandon Bruchard or Randy Gage, something like that? Or do you have a following that is in the hundreds of thousands or even millions? Even millions is, we, we really, I have, you know, folks who have followings in the millions and we still don't see the difference in the, in the sales numbers necessarily with audiobooks. Interesting. So you have to really decide if you want to put the time and investment into narrating your own audiobook or not. So as we work both ways, uh, about 85% of our authors will work with a professional narrator and we have a process for that. Yeah. Um, choosing a narrator is a, a whole combination of art and science in and of itself. Sure. And we look for narrators that not only are highly professional and experienced and have the vocal qualities and vocal, um, you know, performance that we're looking for, but we're also looking for what we call an energetic match, particularly for nonfiction. They have to be able to convincingly deliver that they know what they're talking about, about management or money or a memoir or whatever they're narrating. They have to basically embody that author. So we're, we're, we look for that when we're doing in our, in our audition processes. But if you're going to narrate the book yourself, what you need to know is that you're really not going to be able to record at home and get the quality you want unless no. you have a seriously professional studio out of your own home and highly recommended you bring a, st a sound engineer into your home to help you with the recording because Doing a quality read on your own book, sounding convincing, sounding like you're actually really present in there with the audience, mm -hmm. and running the equipment at the same time, particularly as a novice and as an amateur, 
it's it's like rubbing your belly and patting your head and chewing gum and trying to drive <laughs> stick shift all at the same time. Right. Right. So what we do is we we actually when we have this case, I train my narrators personally. If they have an author who wants to narrate their own book, I train them personally in narration technique. And then we research sound studios in their area. We negotiate with those studios. We make sure it's all set up for them. And then at least for the first recording session, I get piped into their headphones and do the direction with them to make sure that they're comfortable and off to the races and implementing all the things that we've worked together on. And that's going to produce a really high quality audio book that's on par with anything out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's not worth it to half-ass it. Yeah. I think that's important to remember, uh, well, about anything, but uh, especially <laughs> audio, because <laughs> uh, audio is tough. Audio is really, really hard to get right. And in this case, I think what's most impressive to me is just the time commitment to the finished product. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about how much time it takes to actually produce your, you know, however, 50,000, 60,000 page manuscript <laughs> exactly. and into something people are going to want to listen to and people are going to pay money for this thing and they're going to review right. it. And, you know, you want to get it right, I think. I, yeah, it, it's important to, to do it because it's going to, you want it to endure. You don't want it to be just now. You want it something that people want to buy 10 years from now. And they have to keep that perspective in mind. Um, Now, in terms of, well, I'll give you a rule of thumb. I'll give you a little formula here. Easy math. 10,000 words in a book is equal to about one hour of audio finished. Yeah. To produce one hour of finished audio, it takes a professional, professional narrator, professional editor, um, five to six hours to produce. So if you've got a 50,000 word book, five hours long, you're, you know, five times five is 25. You're talking about a minimum of 25 to 30 production hours in the background. Um, Now, and those, and that's not, you know, in a week, that's not how that works because you can only record for a couple of hours, two, three hours at a time. Uh, Even professionals only record maybe four hours a day in the studio because it's a lot of wear and tear on your voice and you have to be consistent. Maintaining that consistent energy and tone over time takes takes something. And then it goes to editing. And then the editor will come back and go, you made mistakes here, 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 here. And then you have to go back and re-record those, making sure that you have the same sound, the same room noise, the same tone. Yeah. So that it can slide in and it can be edited in seamlessly. Then that has to go back to editing. Then it has to be proofed. Then it has to be mastered. All of those things have to happen. So when you are an amateur and you're going through this process, you can expect that in terms of production time, you can expect to double that amount of time right. of your part. I mean, having a professional, please, God, don't even think about editing it yourself. Oh, my God. Um, but let's say you're going with a professional editor and that part is handled. You're still going to expect to spend three to four hours in the recording booth minimum. That's going to a professional studio for every finished for every hour, every 10,000 words of your book. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a considerable time commitment when you do that. And that's why we have to train people ahead of time before they get into the booth to make sure that they're prepared for all of that. It can be very satisfying. I mean, I love being in the recording studio and I have clients who I mean, they just love it. They love getting behind the microphone and they love the training and it's totally worth it for them to learn those skill sets and take that time. And other people it's not. So 
either way, though, is totally, totally valid. Yeah. Earlier in the show, I mentioned an invaluable resource for writers. Truth is the arrow, mercy is the bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories based on three decades of writing, failing, and trying again. Author Steve Almond is a beloved professor at Harvard and Wesleyan and the acclaimed New York Times bestseller of 12 books of fiction and nonfiction. And in Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, Steve employs the radical empathy he displayed as a co-host of the Dear Sugars podcast with Cheryl Strayed, where they explored the joys and trials of storytelling to explode myths that hold us back from writing our deepest and truest work. The book includes chapters on plot, character, and chronology, but travels far beyond the earnest intentions of most craft books. It also includes writing prompts to generate new work. Pulitzer Prize-winning author Richard Russo called it one of the best books on writing he's ever read, and also the funniest. Pick up a copy of Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories wherever you buy books and add it to your TBR today. And just a quick aside to revisit the exclusive Writer Files Patreon community where subscribers get access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and a lot more. I know that for serious writers, it can be more distracting than ever to cut through the noise, stay productive, and home in on what's happening in the publishing industry. Over eight years, we've provided a looking glass into the habits of professional writers and publishing industry insiders. And as your humble host, I've decided to launch a membership-based Patreon for serious scribes to cut through the noise, swap tips and tricks, and hang out with like-minded peers. Just head over to patreon.com slash the writer files for bonus writing resources, monthly episode breakdowns, writer's happy hour, a community of your peers, ad-free episodes, and more. It's free to join to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash the writer files. Help us start something cool and special. Keep calm and write on. And then another part of what you do, obviously, is once you have a finished product, Mm-hmm. You help uh, you help authors get it out to where it needs to go. So what what is the next piece of that? What's the next phase of, okay, you've produced this finished, beautiful, gleaming audio book. It is a digital. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> yes, exactly. And now what do, now what do I do? Uh, where do I, where do I put it? Yeah, well, upload well, it a couple of Dropbox. different publishing channels. Upload it to Dropbox. Is <laughs> <laughs> people going to get it out of Dropbox? <laughs> no, definitely no. not. Definitely not. Uh, the most <laughs> common channel to go through is the uh, self-publishing backend of Audible, Amazon, and iTunes, which is ACX.com. stands yeah. for Audiobook Creation Exchange. And ACX uh, has a mixed reputation. Um, I actually... Um, have developed a really nice relationship with the folks at ACX so uh, and know all the details and ins and outs of kind of how they work. So uh, that's really helpful. But for someone just kind of hitting that platform for the first time, it can be a little intimidating. But that is generally where you're going to get your highest royalty rate, um, which is going to be lower in many cases than self-publishing a book. Uh, and that's because yeah. of the complexity of the platform. It simply costs more to distribute audiobooks. Um, the files, of course, are heavier the the software required is more complex. So you can expect to get uh, for exclusive distribution through ACX onto Audible, Amazon, and iTunes, a 40% royalty rate. The non-exclusive rate is 25%. And uh, But you have to be in the US, Canada, Ireland, or the UK in order to use that platform. So for other international authors, I generally recommend that they go through a company called Find A Way of Voices. 
And Findaway is one of the most uh, established audiobook companies in the world. They've been around for decades. And they have two divisions of their company, one that is more um, working with all of the major publishers and a lot of the non-major publishers. And then they have a self-publishing platform, Findaway Voices, where you can also get your audiobook uh, produced through that platform as well. It's not quite as robust as the number of narrators available through ACX, but they have also curated their narrators uh, more carefully than ACX did. So hmm. you can either just go there for distribution or you can go there for full production as well. And uh, international authors can access that platform. And we help people either way, you know, if they want this whole process handled for them and to make sure that no mistakes are made, the entire thing is handled professionally. They don't want to review 100, 100 auditions, 150 auditions, and know what to look for and how to listen for and all that. We handle all of that for people. But you can also go through and do it yourself if you want to go through that learning curve. And so Find a Way Voices is a nice alternative. And um, authors will receive 80% of the royalties. So not 80% of the retail price, but 80% of the royalties off of their audiobook sales. So. Yeah. So some complicated math inside there, but one of my jobs is to make things as upfront and transparent for authors as possible. So I like to emphasize that. Wow, this is this is highly enlightening uh, because I think I'm sure that a lot of writers, you know, they're not even thinking about this kind of stuff, right? When they start out, or you know, even mm -hmm. as they're even as they're finishing a manuscript, or you know, maybe they've self-published a handful of books and they're seeing the word audiobooks everywhere now, as as many of us are. So uh, this is all fantastic information. Thank you so much for taking the time to. Oh, it's my pleasure. Elucidate. <laughs> yeah. So what do you see for kind of the future um, of audiobooks and? You know, I know we mentioned a Apple and, and Kobo and are you hearing murmurs? Are you seeing, you know, other kind of uh, uh, trends on the horizon that we should be looking for or keeping our ear well, on the ground? A couple of things that are that have been emerging. Um, audio as a platform is is going to continue to grow because of the accessibility and podcasting as well. I mean, I conclude I include podcasting in this because podcasting yeah. has largely been a North American phenomenon so far. Same with audiobooks. And they, we're talking about enormous growth in the market just in North America and Europe. We have we haven't even seen the growth of audiobooks and podcasting into the rest of the world. And that's why I'm super interested to see what's going to happen with China and India. Uh, Japan, um, Brazil. Uh, right. So this is something that authors can start to think about because international rights and international sales, there's a lot available there. And so I think we're going to see more open up in that arena. I think we're going to start eventually seeing it be more and more common for books to be translated and for that to become commonplace, mm -hmm. particularly um in into the most common languages popular in most countries. On the other hand, English, of course, is, you know, continues to be more and more widespread worldwide. One of the most popular job freelance jobs right now is teaching kids in China English. Um, it's, hmm. it's a market that's exploded there as well. So mm -hmm. I don't want authors to go, oh, no, I don't, I don't know if I can get my 
you know, book translated in all those languages, even just having it in English is going to be a huge advantage um, on the audiobook side of things because, you know, the distribution being purely digital, it's going to be um, very interesting to see what happens in those arenas. So I'm going to see, I think we're going to see that happening a lot. Um, we're also seeing authors more and more get involved in audio in different ways, uh, getting themselves as guest expert on podcasts, starting their own podcast, um, using uh, Alexa. There's, an, there's another trend that's happening uh, with the popularity of devices like Alexa, right. where people get these, what are called morning briefings. And if they're interested in certain topics, Let's say they're, you know, you're interested in marketing or leadership or money or things like that. There's ways for independent um, experts, authors to develop these short audio snippets, one minute, two minutes long, and those potentially get included in Alexa users morning briefings through Amazon. So it's another way to market and advertise um, through content. And I think there's an opportunity there for authors um, to do that. Um, it'd be interesting to see some fiction authors perhaps taking advantage of that as well, perhaps from a different angle, more from their personal voice as a writer um, or in, in terms of the topics that they're interested in, rather than, of course, maybe reading a snippet of their book. But nonetheless, there's some interesting trends happening in audio that I think we're going to see continuing to unfold more and more. Yeah, yeah that's interesting with uh, the smartification of everything from speakers to (laughs) refrigerators to... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Well, one of my favorite ads right now is the... Uh... I'm sure it's an insurance ad, but um, I think it's a progressive ad where where the kid is uh, he's got the VR headset on and he's telling the house to do everything for him, and his dad's like, "What happened to my son?" And uh, <laughs> the the uh, the main the main character is like, "I think this is just how people are now." Um, speaking yeah. to inanimate objects, and I, I anyway. personally think it would be ideal to have a coffee maker that could read to me. <laughs> that would be yeah. uh, a match made in heaven, I think. Would that be great for many, many, many writers? <laughs> Make me an espresso and read me a book. Thank you. I mean, even even your favorite—if you could smartify your favorite coffee mug. Uh, oh, little, little that would speaker. be that would be great. I think we have another million-dollar idea. It's a million-dollar idea right now. <laughs> Talking coffee mug. It's actually, you could say soothing things to you. Just have another sip. Everything will be fine. <laughs> Take another sip. See, it's getting better already. Every day it's getting better. I, you just keep wanting to drink more coffee. Co- see, coffee company could be good. 
lot of money mm. off of having exclusive licensing for a product like that because people would get totally addicted even more to their mm. coffee. Mark my words. I wonder if Starbucks, <laughs> Starbucks is working on this with its next uh, generation of, of smart. People in lab coats and goggles, you know, chanting over the yeah. coffee beans, some of their incantations. Smart, the smart pumpkin latte. Oh, pumpkin's right. <laughs> it's evil. Um, yeah, but that is, I mean, you make some really, really, really compelling uh, arguments for the future of audio. Um, I know we hear phrases like peak podcast and, and uh, I, you know, I don't know if peak audio book is a, even something that is murmured around um, the water cooler these days. But uh, I don't think, yeah, I don't think, uh, I don't think that's uh, anywhere on the horizon. Mm-mm. Especially mm-hmm. not for audiobooks, but uh, yeah, um, I'm excited uh, to uh, have this opportunity to just pick your brain and and you know I, I think as as those audiobook markers open up and and obviously AI is is something that we have to look forward to that could potentially you know kind of create that lingua franca so you know that, uh, that would be great. Tra- yeah, these translations and these, uh, you know, all all of this information that we currently uh, you know have close to our fingertips will be will be there. All these books, all these great books. God, there's yeah. just not enough time to read all the books and listen to all the books, is there? No, we live in an unprecedented time of access to information. It's it's glorious and it's a little intimidating at the same time. Um, yeah. uh, I I know it's not stopping me though from reading my face off though, as much as I get the opportunity <laughs> to, because uh, I've had a book in my hand since I was two years old and I have uh, no interest in stopping anytime soon. Amazing. Amazing. Well, thanks for uh, taking this time. And before we leave listeners with um, any other, any other thoughts you want to close on, um, I will just remind listeners to check out uh, Tina's uh, fantastic website there at startsomethingpositive.com. It's uh, Start Something Creative Business Solutions. And uh, Tina and her cohorts there uh, connect experts, leaders, and entrepreneurs with bigger audiences um, via audio marketing solutions and all kinds of amazing, amazing offerings there. Uh, Where else do you want to point listeners to connect with you? I know you've got all kinds, you've got a Facebook page, you've got a um, of course, you're over on LinkedIn, uh, and I'll include any and all links uh, you'd like me to. Where do you Where do you especially want to point listeners? Oh, I'm across the interwebs in so many places. But uh, yeah, actually, if you Google my name, Tina Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, um, I do show up on Google as the first one. So mm-hmm. that's totally fine. So, But if you want to ha- hang out on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter, those are the three main platforms that are on, I'm on and happy to uh, chat with people anytime. Um, and feel free to check out the podcast and the blog. On the website, uh, lots of cool conversational, fun insights for you on there about everything from, you know, audiobooks to marketing to kind of how to reduce your anxiety. We talk about mm. there uh, how to get you know your creative juices flowing again, um, how to deal with the world when you really want to hide under a rock, you know, because <laughs> that's things that we deal with um, in the ebb and flow of our creative lives. So. For what sure. we can do to help people out to get their message out to the world that's what we want to do excellent excellent well we have been 
talking at length about the fastest growing in-demand segment of the book publishing industry, something that uh, Tina is an expert in helping authors to explore via her uh, fantastic services. And um, yeah, is there one other thing you want to leave listeners with um, before we sign off here? Oh, uh, you know, I think that if if I had just had one kind of core message to leave people is to fall in love with your own voice and fall in love with your own message. You know, we get kind of bored and want to move on to the next thing. And I think most leaders, authors, fiction, nonfiction, you do people a disservice by not loving your own message more because people need to hear things over and over and over and over again. And it's okay to be repetitive because people need to hear it and you're always going to be reaching new people. So the more you can fall in love with your own message and your own voice, whether, you know, internal voice, external voice, um, the more people you reach and the more people you'll make a difference with and the bigger the legacy you'll leave. Fantastic way to, to sign off here. Tina, thanks again for taking the time to enlighten us about uh, audiobooks and uh, hopefully you'll come back again and, and we can wrap more uh, when there are more um, developments in the, in the world of uh, sure. audio so we can uh, get some glean some more fantastic tips from you. Oh, it's my pleasure, Kelvin. It's always great to talk with you and I absolutely love all the information you make available for authors. It's great for, it's really, really a big service. Thanks so much for tuning in to this special edition of The Writer Files. For more episodes of the show, or to simply leave us a comment or a question, you can drop by writerfiles.fm. And please subscribe to the show to help other writers find us. You can always chat with me on Twitter, at Kelton Reed. Cheers. See you out there.